I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Bush Stadium. Tom Ackerman with you. We are actually across the street, Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village, looking into Bush Stadium, left field is where this is located, just beyond the left field wall. The Cardinals taking on the Phillies today and very much looking forward to what's happening on Saturday at the Dome between Mizzou and Memphis. It's going to be pretty amazing. So it's great to catch up with Will Franklin after a phenomenal win for Mizzou yesterday, 30-27 to on a 61-yard field goal to close it out. Really, really special to see the Mizzou fans uh, excited and to see everybody anticipating some big things. Uh, I want to share with you something that is happening at the ballpark here today that is very meaningful. Uh, the, the Cardinals in every single season are as generous and big-hearted as an organization as you can imagine. And I was made aware of a young man named Lance Baldwin uh, who just turned 10 in January A year ago, he was diagnosed with stage 4 Ewing sarcoma cancer. He has four siblings, lives with his grandparents. He loves riding four-wheelers, playing video games, and he loves the St. Louis Cardinals. He has had multiple surgeries since he was diagnosed, months and months of chemotherapy and radiation. He has spent more time in a hospital room than he has at home. His grandparents, as I mentioned, take care of him and his siblings. He doesn't get to ride the four-wheeler anymore, spends a lot of his time playing video games, watching the Cardinals, and he's been granted a -a make-a-wish, couldn't decide if he should take his family to Disney World or a Cardinals game because he's never been to one. I went to the Cardinals, and I said, can you help him out? Because guess what Lance did? He picked Disney World. I don't blame him. So why not both? So I went to the Cardinals, and Lance is – it's been tough. I mean, Lance – the cancer has invaded his lungs. Uh, I know that he uh, and his family approached me. I went to the Cardinals with this, and I mean without hesitation. took them two seconds. They said, we'll take care of Lance and everybody and his family and friends. You got it. So as we speak right now, Lance – is heading down to the field. And he's going to visit with the Cardinals. He's going to see the field. uh, And he's going to take in a ball game today in downtown St. Louis. And we couldn't be happier to have Lance here at the ballpark today. It's 11.09. Downtown West is going to be hopping on Wednesday. They have themselves a game. LAFC is coming into town. 
to take on St. Louis. We'll talk to Lutz Vandensteel, the sporting director, about it at 11.15. But first, with more soccer coverage here on KMOX, let's turn things over to Jen Cease with a very special guest. Joined now by John Hackworth, assistant coach and director of coaching for St. Louis City SC. Hack, I hear is your nickname. Thank you for joining me. Most people probably know me by Hack more than they know me by John. In my classes, in schools, yeah. So Hack was the go-to for sure. Lest anybody forget, John Hackworth is not only involved with City's first team. You led St. Louis City 2 to the MLS Next Pro Championship in the inaugural season of 2022. Wanted to get your thoughts on City 1, City 2, and their seasons so far. Well, I think it's pretty amazing that we're in our first year in the MLS, first place in the West, and we're not done yet. We feel like we're still not the best version of ourselves yet. If we can continue to get better, we feel good about our chances to hopefully finish first in the West and be in a great position for the playoffs. Our City 2 team, you know, is on an incredible run. I believe they're eight games unbeaten. If you just look at the wins versus losses, I mean, both teams are doing outstanding, but our club as a whole has been doing that since we started here. So we just want to keep that going. Do you know what I find so interesting is not only in the way you speak, but also in the way Coach Carnell almost always mentions it, the word development. I think a lot of fans and some of us who have kids who play think that once you get to a pro, you have developed. That's just one of our keys is that we want everybody to have a growth mindset. It's simple to say, okay, I'm good at this. That's what I'm going to be good at. But it's more difficult to challenge yourself every day to say, how can I make this thing I'm good at get even better? And how can I make some of my weaknesses part of my strengths. If we do that individually, and most importantly, bring those individuals together that we do it collectively, that's kind of what we're always going for here. Is it hard to keep that growth mindset and idea for players who've kind of made it already? I think it depends on the individual. You know, Lutz has from day one, we've talked about the kind of player we wanted here, but at the same time, the kind of people. And so if you pick the right kind of people, getting them to understand that growth mindset is important, if you get them to believe that they can get better, we have so many guys in our locker room, they come to work every day and they want to get better. They push each other. They ask for extra, you know, you're out there training a lot and the whistle blows for training to end. Nobody ever leaves the field. They don't. We're out there all the time. So I think that's just a reflection of what our players, what our staff tries to do on a daily basis. I feel like that reflection is all the way up through the club, constantly new initiatives that City is taking. And the one that I wanted to ask you specifically about was the City Sprint, which is happening this Sunday, September 17th at 1.30, where you not only get to get some physical activity, but you also get a really overall view of the City Park campus. Yeah, this is going to be pretty cool. We have a little uh, running race here, putting it right around our campus. So we get to bring a bunch of our own initiatives together and all those participants get a ticket into our City 2 game. You know, we had 9,500 people at a game a few weeks back for City 2, which is amazing. You know, that's a credit to our fans and the community of St. Louis as a whole. But in this particular Sunday, we're going to have a very healthy lifestyle event in terms of a road race. It's going to be around our campus. We're going to get to show off our training facility, our new front office building that's almost open and then you do the whole thing around city park and then you go celebrate by watching one of our teams hopefully make the playoffs so a race with a view whether you want to be recreational or competitive are you going to be one way or the other i'm going to try inside our staff we have some competition going on so alex longer and i always try to get a run in on the road he's got 20 years to catch up to me but we still race turner or or hooch as we call him our assistant equipment manager he's always saying that he can be faster than alex or 
SRI, which is never the case, but we let them talk a lot. And then Alex and I usually just show them when it's on the, the race day. Anybody's welcome. And we usually have a great little uh, camaraderie and have good conversations at the start. And then it usually turns into a race at the end. So um, I would say in general, we're very competitive bunch, but we also like to have fun with it. A culture of competition and fun. I love that. The St. Louis City Sprint at City Park Sunday, September 17th, 1.30. Not only do participants get to go one mile around the campus at your own speed, you get a t-shirt, a pitch side photo, a ticket into the Ultra Club to see the City 2 match, and an entry to win a signed City kit or two tickets to City's first team match on the 21st of October against Seattle. John, looking forward to hearing about the race and seeing if you beat Longer and Hooch. I can tell you, I think Longer is definitely the favorite, but I'm thinking I'm going to beat Hooch pretty handily. Wow. How about that? A little prediction for uh, running. That's exciting. Uh, this, so that's all going on at 1.30 today over at City Park and a chance to see City 2. And joining us, who's got an eye on all of that, is the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. They played to a 1-1 draw last night with Houston. That's Lutz Vandensteel as we continue our soccer coverage on KMOX. Good morning, Lutz. How are you? I do not hear Lutz, but uh, I will say this as we establish connection with Lutz, uh, that... Uh, I did hear from Jeff Heskett, our great listener, who says he is barbecuing at uh, the Arnold Days right now. And he said uh, that he, it's great to listen in on sports on a Sunday morning from Arnold. So we appreciate Jeff Heskett, a great, great listener uh, of sports on a Sunday morning. Drew, is Lutz with us right now? He is. Uh, all right. Fantastic. Uh, Lutz, go right ahead. How are you doing? Good to hear you. I'm very well. How are you? Uh, awesome. Well, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's always good to see when City gets a point. Did you feel good about what you saw last night from your team? Um, yeah, I felt very good, uh, especially in the first half. I thought we played some, some really good football. Um, I felt we had a certain control over the game, um, uh, despite not really creating the, the 100% uh, presenters in the early stage. Unfortunately, conceding that, that goal just before halftime um, took a little bit of the momentum out. But then, uh, yeah, I think in the second half, it was uh, maybe, I would say, we were a bit on the back foot for some time. Houston is good at home. We knew that they, they're winning most of the games at home. And then I think the goal we scored uh, with not that long to go was a beautiful goal, number one, and definitely a very, very important goal. There's no question you can see the quality of Klaus and what he brings to this team as he scores and makes it a 1-1 final. You get the point, and you are still making your move towards the postseason and beyond uh, this game against L.A. You really can't look, can you? I mean, you got you got to stay as focused as ever. This LAFC team is pretty good, aren't they, coming in on Wednesday? Yeah, we watched, uh, uh, like, uh, as a later kickoff, uh, L.A. Galaxy against LAFC yesterday. LFC won 4-2, uh, which, uh, yeah, gave them, uh, they made two points up yesterday, and uh, it really now becomes a massive game on Wednesday in City Park. You know, it's, I call it a six-pointer. Uh, uh, it's not just that normal game. Uh, we are six points ahead, but obviously, if you can win this game, you, you create a big space again. Uh, if we lose it, then LA, we have them ride uh, on our back, and, and then it becomes, becomes a dogfight, but in the end of the day, we know what they're good at. They're having a really tough schedule ahead. They're playing in 
against the Mexican team next Wednesday. They they playing against Philadelphia right after our game on Saturday. So they have a tough schedule ahead. And uh, it definitely is, uh, I think it's a game worth watching. I don't think there's any doubt that the crowd will be ready to go for you. You've been very good at home, and City will be taking on LAFC on Wednesday. You've been very good overall. Uh, when you travel around, Lutz, what do people around the league say about St. Louis and your team? I mean, I know that you are focused on being better every day, but uh, have you received accolades from around the league? Are people patting SC on the back, City on the back, about what you've done so far? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, most of the, the responses, of course, are, are pretty positive. And I think uh, there is a, a certain respect is growing as well. I think uh, people uh, telling us that uh, it was unexpected and that uh, so far, you know, we definitely exceed uh, the expectations uh, everybody else had. Uh, for me, to be honest, you know, it's, uh, you know, we are 29 games into the season. So the big, big part is already gone. And uh, we had this goal to be competitive. I think uh, we definitely underlined, underlined that in, in a big way. So you do get definitely a, a very positive reaction. But um, that's the sunny side. Uh, but there is also the bad side. Is that if you're on top of the table, everybody's chasing you, everybody's hunting you, and everybody wants to beat you. And that doesn't make things any easier. No, no question. Uh, we're joined by Lutz Fantasteel, Sporting Director, St. Louis City SC. I note that yesterday Indiana Vasilev played left back. I don't believe he has ever done that before. Uh, what was uh, and I, I'll talk to Bradley Carnell about that further. But uh, tell us about having his speed at that position. I mean, he's a lefty, a left footer, of course. Uh, you know, being vulnerable down, not that long to go. We needed to, I think, throw everything on the field with uh, all attacking options available, which we did. I mean, if you you looked at that at that goal, which was, uh, uh, I mean. I thought it was a beautiful goal. There was a great run by Torreson. I think there was this unbelievable good pass. Uh, Eddie Lerman split up uh, the whole defense and the run, the high-speed run of Vasilev, just to get there, but then also have the, the vision to, to cut it back where another substitute, Thomas Ostrak, has a good finish and the goalkeeper makes a world-class save. But luckily, Santa Claus uh, was back in town, you know, was right there at the right moment, at the right place and finished it. Definitely for India, position he's not used to play, but he's just a very, uh, he's a complete player, he's an overall very well educated player, so he can play on different positions, especially where he can use uh, his strong left foot. And uh, the cutback was outstanding, the run was outstanding, and I think we needed to push forward with all we had uh, in that dying moment, and scoring that late, I think, always gives you a very good feeling jumping back onto the plane. St. Louis City SC taking on Los Angeles FC, LAFC, coming to City Park on Wednesday night at 7.30. We'll have it for you on Y98 FM. Of course, KMOX following with all of the coverage, including Bradley Carnell, the coach, will join me tomorrow morning at 9.35. Every Sunday at 11.15, Lutz Fandensteel jumps in, and it's always great to hear him. City with a six-point lead on LAFC in the West right now, seven points on Seattle and eight points on Vancouver with Houston, Real Salt Lake, and San Jose all at 40 points and nine behind City. Lutz, great to have you. Thanks so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. Congrats on earning a point yesterday. Thank you so much. 
We'll take a quick break. We're going to be joined by John Moselock, Cardinals president of baseball operations at the bottom of the hour at 1130. When we come back, though, we'll take a look at a couple of other things that happened in sports yesterday and a peek at NFL week two. The Chiefs will be on. In fact, the pregame's on right now, 97.1 FM. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. I was just chatting with a Phillies fan here. He's giving me some Aaron Nola insight. That was uh, that's interesting. A fan here uh, with a Philly shirt and an Eagles hat. By the way, congrats on a nice win for the Eagles uh, on Thursday. Uh, but that um, that Nola maybe you know some of his numbers. According to the fan who watches a lot of Phillies, Nola is dealing with an adjustment to the pitch clock. And perhaps he thinks that, that that's why Nola's numbers aren't as good, that maybe that speeds him up a little bit and he's making an adjustment. Well, good. Then we'll catch him in year two of the pitch clock. <laughs> See, I'm doing my scouting. I'm scouting Nola. I've been scouting Nola for a long time. Uh, scouting Nola, scouting any pitcher that will come this way. Cardinal baseball against the Phillies coming up in a matter of moments. Before we take a break and we talk to John Moselock, by the way, we won't talk about Aaron Nola to him because he will not talk about – uh, pending free agents or free agents for that matter. Uh, but we will ask him about pitching and some of the things that he's thinking about. Let me tell you about the NFL schedule real quick. Uh, coming up at noon, Green Bay at Atlanta. I'll be interested to see what the Falcons do with their running back situation. Bijan Robinson, the star out of Texas, the rookie, uh, didn't really get a lot of carries on the ground. In fact, Tyler Allgaier had more than him. So we'll see how they handle that, if they're going to do handoffs by committee or whatever the Falcons do there. Uh, the Raiders at Buffalo is an intriguing matchup. Raiders look good in their first game. Buffalo, I feel sorry for who plays the Bills. I think they were embarrassed by their performance against the Jets, and I think it's going to be a much different story today. Baltimore at Cincinnati, same thing. You know, the Bengals are only a three-point favorite in this one, but I'd beware Joe Burrow after he was knocked around by the Browns. He could be much, much better today. Seattle at Detroit, Chargers at Tennessee, Bears at Tampa Bay, Indianapolis at Houston. Those are the noon games along with Kansas City at Jacksonville. The Chiefs visit the Jaguars. It'll be on 97.1 FM at noon. Mitch Holtis, Dane, and Hughes will have the call. Chiefs aren't going to go 0-2, are they? I'll tell you what, though. Doug Peterson has got that team going right now down in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence looks great. Number one pick for a reason. And I think uh, this is a tough, tough matchup for the Chiefs, who are three-point favorites, by the way, down on the road. And they do start to get these big names back. That is going to help them immensely. Uh, the 305 games, Niners at Rams, which means it's a Niners home game. Giants at Arizona, two really bad teams. Jets at Dallas. The Jets begin the journey without Aaron Rodgers. Washington at Denver, and then the night game, Miami at New England with Monday night football tomorrow. Uh, you've got uh, New Orleans, Carolina, and Cleveland-Pittsburgh, which is an intriguing matchup because the Steelers were terrible uh, last week uh, against the 49ers, and Cleveland was great. So I wonder if Mike Tomlin can get that team to rally or not. We'll take a break. When we come back, Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Moselock, joins us live. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village, leading you up to pregame. The Cardinals, Joe Pott will have it after the noon news. Cardinals play at 115 today against the Phillies. And they'll have Dakota Hudson on the hill at that time. Joining us live is the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. It's always good to chat on these Sundays. Good morning, Mo. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. This is uh, Cardinals team, as we know, that has had some troubles this year to get through. But I, before we talk about this Philly series, I do want to recap, if you would, uh, your feelings on winning three series in a row on the road. I mean, it. you know, <laughs> I heard you talk to the media uh, a couple of days ago, and you said, well, a little too little too late. But a, a pretty good sign, isn't it, based on what you're trying to evaluate here moving forward? You beat the Braves, the Reds, and the Orioles. Look, I think um, anytime you can find ways to, to win in this league is, is, is a good sign. I think when you're facing – three clubs, two for sure going to the playoffs, one's trying to, um, and, and doing it at their home ballparks is uh, is impressive. And, you know, doing it in different ways in terms of, uh, uh, you think about that Atlanta series, our offense was just explosive. You think about times where our bullpen became locked down. You think about some of the starting pitching we got along the way that helped us get there. And those are all, you know, normal ingredients for successful seasons but you know unfortunately that's a road trip and not an entire month it's not in half season or it's or a full season so you know i think like in decision making as you you look at these these individual pieces of data you don't want to like over evaluate them or overvalue them i should say and and still allow us to sort of think through what we want to do this off season and what we need to do but you know, when I do look at, at, for example, like somebody like Zach Thompson, he's clearly reasserted himself as someone that's going to get real consideration for opportunities next year. Um, you think about the year he had up until his return as a as a starter in this rotation, and 
you know, you could argue it wasn't a great season. And, and now all of a sudden he is uh, opening up a lot of eyes. And those types of things are, are super encouraging. I think the other thing you got to remind yourself of too is as, as our runway starts to shrink, meaning we have two weeks left in the season, um, you're going to see other players get some opportunities. You're also going to see players that, that just get to a point physically where um, they're no longer going to go forward. Uh, like, for example, like when we put Tyler O'Neill on the IL today, uh, that basically just wraps up his season. And, and, you know, so that's unfortunate because, you know, when he came back after that original injury, we really wanted to give him a lot of playing time in the second half to see what he could do with it. And, you know, unfortunately still missed an ample amount of time. So, you know, there's, there's give and take when you create opportunity. And, you know, for us right now from the evaluator side, and as really we go into that planning mode for strategic thinking for 2024, you know, yeah, there's certainly some things we can gain from this last month, but I don't think we want to put uh, too much weight on it or overvalue it in terms of what we, we really think we need to do to get better. On that topic of outfielders, how do you encapsulate – the season for Dylan Carlson? Because I know you had such high hopes for him in past years. It's been tough. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the, you know, the honest answer is I think both Dylan and T.O. Um, didn't have the years that we were hopeful of. Um, you know, you think back to last offseason, you think back to as we entered spring training, um, here were two guys that we were you know, very optimistic with in terms of uh, getting opportunity to play every day. If you had asked me like what our starting outfield would likely look like when we broke camp, I, I think it would have been T.O., Dylan, and Newt. Um, I think the emergence of what we saw out of Jordan Walker was, was you know, eye-opening um, in spring training, but it also was because we, we weren't seeing some performance out of other people. And, you know, he, he basically won a spot on the club, and, and other guys, you know, unfortunately didn't have the years they wanted to, and you know, I think that goes into, you know, lessons learned, how you think about uh, building rosters in the future. And, and, you know, I've always been about someone that tries to give somebody that we've drafted, developed sort of first right of refusal to, to do it. But, you know, at some point you, you've got to make sure that you have the right depth to, to balance out some of the risk you're taking by creating opportunity. As you get closer to the offseason, we all know that your goal is to acquire pitching, not just starters, but bullpen. This is something that you've been continuing to talk about. I did want to ask you about Miles Michaelis and your feelings just on what you've seen from him here lately and, and where you see him in 24. I mean, obviously he's written into your rotation, but yesterday I, I know it was a little frustrating for him. Well, I would tell, I would say, and I don't want to speak for him, but I, I think he would say like majority of the season has been frustrating. Uh, you know, you go back to spring training, didn't get a lot of innings under his belt. Um, not sure he was where he needed to be to to start the season. Um, unfortunately, I think that you know created a few steps backwards instead of forward. And, and the one thing about baseball season is it's like sometimes when you don't get on track, it's hard to get on track. And I think for him, it was just, he never got to the point where, you know, he felt like he was the dominant guy he's capable of being. And, and so the good news is our off, our off season's coming soon. 
good news is he can reset himself. I do think he knows what he needs to do to prepare himself for 2024. And, you know, I am bullish. He can get back to where he needs to be. Um, You know, he's certainly in tremendous shape. He's someone that that, um, understands the things he needs to do to get where he needs to be. And so hopefully he's able to to take this offseason, take a deep breath, but then get back to where he once was a big innings eater for the singles Cardinals. John Mosalock with us live on KMOX. Back to the transaction that you just talked about. Tyler O'Neill on the IL and Juan Yepes called up. What has this year been like for Yepes? He was the one who hit the postseason home run against these Phillies last year. Well, I imagine if you asked him, he would say um, disappointed, annoyed, felt like he probably didn't get the opportunity others that we've just discussed got. Um, so he may may feel like that's not fair. But I will say, like, when you go down to, to AAA, then you need to perform. You have to you have to push the issue back to us. And I think for you know majority of, of his AAA season, he was sub seven hundred OPS. I would say in the last like thirty days he's he started to swing the bat a lot better. But, you know, when you're when you're an offensive player, you've got to go down and hit. Um, and then you've got to force our hand. And it's it's something that I think a lot of times when guys get the taste of the big leagues and then they find themselves back in, in AAA, a lot of times it can be a, a bit of a pity party or, or, or a, a frustration type thing where they just don't feel it's fair. But when you look at the history of this game and how we utilize minor, the minor league system, it's it really does decision-making is really about development and performance. And so, you know, ultimately uh, uh, that's what forces your hand. Clearly an injury created some opportunity for the last two weeks, and and hopefully uh, he can make the most of it when he gets a chance. Players have to perform, and it's Ollie Marmel's job to put them in that position in the lineup, uh, in the batting order. And, John, you said publicly over the last few days, it was Friday, that he has a job for 2024. Well, he is under contract, but you made it clear. It's something that I think was assumed, but also that was talked about amongst us, you know, internally uh, when it comes to media and fans. And I think it was assumed, but the fact that it was said, um, I I would ask you, what is it about Oliver Marmel that does make you feel like he is the right man, aside from the fact that he is, of course, indeed signed? Well, I, I think a, a lot of things, really. Um, you know, maybe the question is just like, well, why do we have confidence in him getting to getting us back to where we need to be? I mean, first off, last year he was, you know, uh, probably getting manager of the of year vote. So it's like you don't like just fall off a cliff and 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 that sort of thing. I think when you look at back at at twenty twenty three. You know, there, 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 there'll be a time for a lot of finger pointing and, and you know, probably in the, the public arena, it's already started. And I think all of us that are involved in, in the, the day-to-day of, of this organization and the decision-making of this organization share in the blame of, of where we are and why we are where we are. And, and so I don't think anybody's running from it, but to, to not bring Ollie back would almost be like, me simply just placing the blame on him and that 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 would not be fair he uh he's a young bright energetic manager he is um someone i think i understands the the more modern game 
Um, I think he rela- relates very well with players. I mean, obviously, um, along a 162-game season, there's going to be times where a manager and player don't see eye to eye, but that's okay. That happens. I think for the most part, um, he's very, very well respected down there. I think his coaches like working for him. I think uh, they have his back. I think from an organizational standpoint, you know, people admire what he's been able to do in, in such a fast way. So, again, I think there's there's a lot of reasons why um, we will entrust him with this position. Um, I think we will also all agree that when we think about 2024, it's it's vitally important for us to get back to, to finding ways to win and, and get back to being successful because, you know, no one's going to give us a mulligan forever. And, you know, we, we, we understand that this year happened. We want to learn from it. We want to try to correct our mistakes and see what we can do differently. But most importantly, uh, we understand the pressure of 2024. John Mosella, Cardinals president of baseball operations. Thank you very much for this. We appreciate it. And have a great day at the ballpark. We'll catch up with you real soon. That sounds good, Tommy. Thank you. There is John Mosellock. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Hall of Famer Bernie Federko. He joins us live at 11.45 to talk some Blues hockey. I'm kind of fired up for the Blues season. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I'm just excited to see them and see what pieces they have in place and if they can make some tweaks and adjustments and make a run. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk to Bernie about it next. On Sports on a Sunday morning, live from Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village, we're sponsored by Graybar. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Cardinals Nation inside Ballpark Village. Cardinal baseball coming your way at 115 against the Phillies. Joe Pott has the pregame show after the noon news. It is hockey season, and it's exciting to have the Blues back. They will be back in short order, and joining us on the line is one of my all-time favorite people in the game. Hall of Famer Bernie Federko is with us back on KMOX. How are you, Bernie? 
Good morning, Tom. I'm doing great, thanks. It's great to hear your voice. Uh, you and I did hockey radio from Turvey's on the Green, what, 25 years ago. <laughs> we go we go back that far. Remember those days? I do. Those were a lot of fun days, and you know what? <laughs> Times have changed quickly, but uh, we had a lot of great guests on. We had a lot of fun during that show. We sure did, and hockey has maintained a great following through those years, even through the ups and downs. The fans have been loyal as can be you won't find a more loyal fan base than the st louis blues fans what will they see this year and prospect camp has already begun but let's start with this what kind of a team do you think the blues will be putting out there this year in 23-24 i believe tom that this team is going to be i think a lot better than what people are kind of uh, previewing them uh, i think there's a lot of players on this team especially the defensive crew that that really kind of had uh, off years last year and, and i it's it's hard to have four or five guys all have uh, kind of bad years, but I think it kind of happened last year. And I think that the guys have got an awful lot of pride and I think that they will bounce back with a, which, with a much stronger year this year. I mean, I think that right now we have a changing of the guard. I think this is clearly going to be Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo's uh, team now uh, with the, no more Ryan O'Reilly with the changes that Doug uh, made over the course of last year. Uh, this team is theirs now. And there's certainly a, still a lot of good, uh, leadership on this on this team, guys like Braden Shen, of course, and you know bringing in Hayes now. So there's, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I always look at it, Tom. When you've got a goaltender like Jordan Bennington, you've got a chance each and every night. And I, and I think that this team has got a lot of pride. I think they were obviously very disappointed with the way things went last year. Um, I don't think that they wanted to have such a long summer. And I think they're all they're chopping at the bit, and they certainly want to get back. I think that's a great point to be made, and in particular, the growth of Cairo and Thomas. I very much look forward to them working and trying to be better. Where do you see them in this stage of their game in the league? Well, they are. They know now the pressure's on them. I mean, they're going to the first year of a long-term, really uh, high-payroll job. They know what their job entails, and, and, and they really have to get everybody to kind of follow suit. So I'm excited to see how they – they're going to respond. I mean, obviously, I think they both had really good years last year. Of course, Cairo uh, scored a bunch of goals. I think Robbie uh, kind of showed what he could do, uh, led the Blues and with the forwards with, with ice time. And, and I think he, he has really, uh, from what I understand, has had a great offseason getting ready for um, this season. Uh, I, I hear he's, he's in great shape. He, he's excited about uh, taking the next step. And I think that both of them have to take the next step because uh, I think we all – are, are very disappointed. I mean, we were also excited that we got to see such great hockey. I mean, winning the Stanley Cup back in 2019 and kind of it's been a slow uh, a digression uh, over the course of the last few years now. And, and, and there's been changing of the guard now. So I think they understand what they have to do, and I'm excited about what they're going to get done. Yeah, I'm with you. This is Bernie Federko, the Hall of Famer, with us on KMOX. There's no doubt that the Blues have some talent at those positions and certainly looking forward to seeing Kevin Hayes. I, 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 and by the way, the Blues just signed Nick Ritchie to a professional tryout. He's a big bruiser. I mean, he'll beat you up. And I, I think that's intriguing too. But Hayes, it, it could be a change of scenery thing for him. I mean, I, this is a player who can play at a very high level, can he? I think just maybe his time ran out in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know what, Tom? He, he was a first-round draft pick, so I, I think he still has a lot to prove. Things didn't go well for him the last year in Philadelphia, and I think there was more of a uh, kind of maybe a personality conflict with the coach there. So uh, I think he's excited about coming in. He brings size. 
And I think that's what this Blues team has to get back to. I think we go back to 2019, and it was uh, really so much more of a grinding team. And I think that's kind of why the Blues were able to win. No one wanted to play against them. And over the course of the last couple of years, maybe they've not played that style of hockey. And I think they have to go back to that. And and with you saying that with Richie, a guy like Richie, if he does uh, make the team, Hayes, uh, there's a lot of big guys that, that can, you know, Sunquist being back now, uh, guys like Braden Shen, they can play that real physical game, and uh, teams hate to play against that style of hockey. And I think that's what uh, Craig Brewery would like to get back to that style, and I think that's what we're probably going to see this year. Blues prospect camp opened on Thursday. Games in St. Paul at the Wilds practice rink against the Wild on Friday and the Blackhawks yesterday. Oh, my goodness. I saw the video already of Connor Bedard. Holy smokes. What a player he is. Had a hat trick yesterday against the Blues, Bernie. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about him. I mean, he's once in a 10- or 12-year guy that comes out, and, uh, I mean, he's only 18 years old, which is amazing, and what he's already done. But it's going to be a trying year for him, though, and I think it's going to be a trying year for the Hawks. They're in transition right now, and, of course, Bedard's going to have a lot of pressure on him. But I think he proved playing against, uh, you know, other prospects that he's he's one of the best. I mean, scoring the three goals last night, he had an assist as well. So uh, he's been – um, I guess well documented, and, and I guess he proves what what he's talking. He he put the punch back into that last night. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, I'm excited about watching him. Uh, I love the fact that uh, Chicago and Bedard are in the Blues division. So we'll get to see them four times, and I think that's exciting. But I, I think that the Blues uh, all understand what they have to do, and and uh, I think there's a lot of teams that are improving, and the Blues have got to improve with it. First game of the regular season is October 12th in Dallas. Home opener October 14th against Vince Dunn, Jaden Schwartz, and the Seattle Kraken. But training camp opens on the 21st. Now, there have been a lot of players already skating. They're all over Centene. Uh, They've been skating together. 30-plus Blues players really have been kind of on their own at Centene since the start of this month. But that first day of training camp is great, isn't it, Bernie? Centene Community Ice Center, 9.30 to about 1.00. Blues fans are encouraged to come out on the 22nd as well to Maryland Heights and catch the first uh, Blues action of the new season. That's pretty neat. It is, Tom, and there are, the fans always respond to that. And I've, I've run into so many fans over the course of the last even couple of weeks now. Everybody's so excited about uh, Blues hockey coming back. And, yeah, the guys have been skating. I mean, uh, this is a different uh, era now. I mean, the guys are in such great shape. I mean, I, they've already got a preseason game uh, coming up on Saturday. So that's how you know, happen, things happen so quickly. Uh, but the guys are, are ready. They've been skating. They know what they need to do. And, uh, right off the bat, you got to try to impress the coaches. you got to uh, battle for your ice time, and, and I think that every one of them is going to be doing that. So it's uh, it's uh, nice to see always the response. I mean, the, the stands are always full over at Centene uh, during the first couple of days of camp, so I look forward to seeing that as well on Thursday and Friday. Absolutely. I love that the NHL does that, that the teams start training camp and then they play a game two days later. That first preseason game, September 23rd, Saturday at 2 at Enterprise Center against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, actually, if you're coming in town for the Mizzou game, you could make it a two-for-one because you could go to the Blues game at two, head down to the Dome for the 6.30 kickoff against Memphis. That sounds like a pretty good day. Uh, but in between there, Blues and Brews. It's on September 22nd, a great opportunity to return of the hockey season with some of the Blues' top players. There's going to be music from St. Louis and Marquise Knox, country star Chris Lane. This is a partnership with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. And uh, what a great thing. This is happening at Enterprise Center on Friday at 6 o'clock, Bernie. 
It really is. I mean, I think this is really special, something that, that, that the Blues have never done. Uh, the brewery has always been so great, to, and I suppose has been so great to the Blues and to, to the city of St. Louis. And, I, and to be going down to the brewery on, on Friday, there's going to be a bunch of the players are going to be out there. A bunch of our alumni will be out there as well. So uh, just a fun time to listen to some great music and also uh, to be able to uh, – uh, you know, talk hockey. And I think everybody has been tired of not being able to talk, talk hockey over the course of the summer. So uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans will be around, and I think it'll be, it'll be a, just an absolutely great event. I am with you on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then the Blues, as I mentioned, get rolling in October as they take on Dallas and then Seattle for the home opener on October 14th. Uh, Bernie Federko, it is always a treat to catch up with you. You are a class act. Anytime that I see you at an event supporting things, it brings a big smile because when it comes to names here in St. Louis who have contributed to the growth of sports in this area, your name is right among the top of that list, and I appreciate you. Thank you for doing this. Hey, Tom, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to be on with you, and you know it's always a pleasure to be a part of St. Louis. It's, uh, this is home, and uh, I can hardly wait for uh, Blues hockey to get going, and hopefully we'll have – a real turnaround, and hopefully we'll be seeing some Stanley Cup action uh, later on the year. I'll be in the house, that's for sure. Appreciate you, Bernie. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tom. Take Bernie care. Bernie Federko with us on KMOX. What a terrific analyst he is on Bally Sports Midwest. Does those pre and post with, Alex, with Alexa Datt and Scott Warman. Speaking of pregames, it is next. It's the Cardinals. It's the Phillies. It's Joe Pott. He has your pregame activity coming up after the noon news. It'll be Dakota Hudson pitching at 115 today, and uh, the Cardinals will be taking on the Phillies on a gorgeous day in downtown St. Louis. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tables, still a few available here at Cardinals Nation, but not many. Uh, to come in and grab lunch before the game, Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar is the spot. Thanks to producer Drew Young, I'm Tom Ackerman on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.